Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, as we reflect on this Christmas time and what Christmas truly means, we pray for your Holy Spirit to be with us. Open up our hearts and minds to hear from you. Lord, remind us that Christmas is not just about families getting together. It's not just about the presents we give and receive. It's not just about having some time off from work or even singing some great songs. But Christmas is about you revealing to us the love you have for us and the love you have for all people in the world. Lord, help us. Help us as we hear again from you. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. I'm not quite sure whether you received a gift that you've ever received one that's undeserved. I remember asking this question um, one time, you know, have you ever received an undeserved gift? And this bloke said, yep, my dad clipped me under the ears. And I said, no, 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 a gift that was really good. And he goes, yeah, it was good. It made me learn something, not to do something bad again. However, that's not the type of gift we're talking about at Christmas. And often that's how people view God. God is somebody who's going to punish them, tell them off, make them feel bad, give them no hope. And sometimes when we partly read God's story or partly listen to God's story, that's what we come up with God. But the true, the blessing of Christmas is we get to see and hear the true, the true meaning of God, the true meaning of Christianity, that Christmas is truly about God giving us, us an undeserved gift. From Titus chapter 3, verses 3 to 6 we hear, But when the kindness and love of our God, our Saviour, appeared, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. As we begin this time of reflecting on God's word, I invite you to think about is what gifts have had the biggest impact on you and your life? What gifts have you received that have had the biggest impact on you and your life? And sometimes these gifts have been small, but they've had a significant impact. There's a story of a, a, a young lady, about eight years old, um, and she got to know her next door neighbour, who was an older gentleman, who was... Uh, a photographer, loved taking photos. And she spent a bit of spare time with him in the neighbourhood. The, the, her parents got to know the gentleman and they, the older gentleman, they spent time. Then one Christmas, on her doorstep, there was a ring of the doorbell and there was this package. The package was an old box wrapped in brown paper with a bit of tinsel around it. And it said... Merry Christmas, Nikita. And as she opened it, it was an old, one of his old cameras that he gave to her. Well, that camera had a huge impact on Nikita because Nikita eventually became enamoured by photography and became a professional photographer, but became a professional photographer not just to please herself, but to bless others, to help others have good memories as well. So what gifts have had an impact on you and may have even changed your life? When we look at today's readings, what we see is that Christmas is about God revealing more of himself to us. 
And first of all, we see that God reveals that his nature is truly loving and merciful. But when the kindness and love of God, our Saviour, appeared, Titus says. Now, sometimes we struggle with this. Sometimes we think God is not so loving and merciful. Our life is in a bit of a mess or things are not going well or there are problems. Or even when we read some parts of Scripture, we hear what is Christian's term, the law, speaking to us, saying you're not doing the right thing. Sometimes there can be gaps, vast gaps of us feeling that we're loved, but we need to keep remembering that Christianity, God is more than an experience. It's more than us feeling that we're loved because the promise of God, the promise of God, the history of God is he is always loving and that love goes on forever. And so how do we make sense of when things go bad? Well, a basic thing is that there is sin in the world, the sins we commit, the sins others commit, the problems that we experience, doesn't mean that God is not there loving us. You go back through the history of the scriptures and you see bad things are always turned around by God in a good way. You go back through the history of the world and you see where problems are. Often the church has been involved through its aid agencies such as ALWS at the moment, who are involved with Somalia and Ethiopia, where there's a famine, helping people know they're loved, even though they're going through a dire situation. And so could I encourage you to keep remembering God always is loving you, always has mercy on you. And what Christmas reveals to us is that message. You see, there were people waiting for a Messiah to come, They had the wrong idea of who the Messiah should be and what the Messiah should be doing, like a lot of people. But when Jesus came, it was God bringing his love into the world. And so Christmas, as we celebrate Christmas, let us celebrate this gift of God revealing his love to us, a love that came to us in human form. And if you look at the story of Jesus, it wasn't always neat and tidy, was it? If you look at this story, even soon after, there were problems. But Jesus even came, not in a nice, luxurious place, but this difficult place. doesn't mean that God didn't love his son, Jesus. doesn't mean that God didn't love the world, that he didn't meet their expectations. God never gave up loving them. And the story that unfolds as we get through scriptures, as we go through history is God continues to love us and give us a future. Because also Christmas reveals God gives us the gift of life. You see, the story of Christmas for some simply stop at this nice, beautiful baby Jesus, if they happen to mention Jesus. But with Jesus comes this gift of life. And this gift of life comes to us not because we deserve it, but because he is loving and merciful. Now, for many people in the Western world, this is hard to comprehend. We live in a world where it's always contract-based, often. I'll do something for you if you do something for me. Sometimes it's very clear. Other times, it's even when we get to Christmas, we still bring that sort of thinking into life. I'm only giving this person a present because they gave me a present last year. 
Or I'm only going to buy them a present of this value because that's all they bought me last year. We like to treat people as they deserve, good and bad. And even within the church, unfortunately, this sort of thinking lives out. I've had people say to me as the pastor, I've been part of the Lutheran church for 50 years, therefore you must do what I want. Now, I'm happy to listen to what they need and want, but that it's a sign that people living by this idea, I deserve something, this entitlement that exists. Well, when we come to God's future for us, when we come to what God is giving us, it's not based on what we deserve, no matter how many good things we do, but it's because of his loving and merciful nature. He saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit who he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. One of the blessings I have as a pastor is to be involved in people's lives from birth through to death and usually at funerals you get to hear some wonderful stories. You also get to experience some magnificent, magnificent situations. And there was one story where I was with a family and we're preparing, I'll call it Grandma's funeral, and the granddaughter says, Grandma is definitely going to heaven because she did all these good things. And her father responded, well, yes, Grandma is going to heaven, but she didn't do all these good things to go to heaven, she did all these good things to show us how much God actually loved us and has mercy for us. And so we need to keep that in mind. See, some Christians at times like to go, oh, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, I don't need to do anything good, I can go and do what I like, I can go and live how I want, I can go and disconnect from the church communities and just live and do what I want. But here's the deal. We do the good things not to earn something from God, not to risk losing our salvation, but to actually reveal God's love and grace to others in a way that God loves us. We do things not because people deserve it, but because we all need God's love, grace and mercy. You see, Christmas reveals God gives us this gift of life, a life not just today, but one that goes on for eternity, not because we deserve it, but because God is loving and graceful. And so that Christmas also reveals to us that this gift of life comes because God saves us. It saves us from the power of sin. The book of Romans talks about that the wages of sin is death. In other words, if we got what we deserved, we would have eternal death. I love a quote from Bono from U2, who is a practising Christian, and he says this, Thank goodness I don't believe in karma because I'd get what I deserved. I'd get death and the gift of hell. Thank goodness I believe in Jesus Christ who gives me far more than I deserved because he is loving and merciful. And also Christmas reveals that in saving us, 
God gives us life with him forever as members of his family. So that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. Sometimes we actually forget this, that we are saved, which we are saved not so just so we can have eternal life and live with God forever, but we're also part of his family. We get this gift of eternal life to be part of his family. This is what Christmas reveals to us, that we are called to be part of his family. And that comes about because of God's loving, merciful nature where he says, I want you to be part of my family forever, where I want you to join me and always be loved by me, where I want you to live with others in love. Because the message of Christianity is one of being part of God's family means we don't do this Christian journey alone, we do it with God and we do it with each other. And so as we think about Christmas... I want to leave you with two questions to contemplate, two things to think about. Is how is the gift of Christmas impacting your life? How is God coming into this world, not just to give us some nice story to reflect on, but to actually do something for us that we could never do for ourselves? How is this gift of Christmas impacting your life? How does it change you or affect you? In another funeral that uh, I was involved with, a lady before she died said, Pastor, I want you to make sure that my son, my wretched, terrible son, she said, knows that he's loved by me and loved by God. I thought, what's going on? How can you say wretched, terrible and then say that? And she says, well, he's caused me more heartache in life than I could ever imagine. He publicly shamed the family. He ended up in jail. Um, He's got this arrogant personality. But she said, at my funeral, can you please share two things? One, I love him. But more importantly, God loves him. That's how much the message of Christianity impacted her life. Because she shared, I struggle with relating to him, showing him love sometimes because all the bad stuff keeps coming up but I want him to know he's loved and I'm going to tell him but I want you to help him know but more importantly I want you to tell him that he's loved by God that God loved him God forgives him no matter what he's done so how is the gift of Christmas going to impact your life your relationships with people how you approach your relationship with God And the second question I invite you to reflect on is this. How will you bless others with the gift of Christmas? How do you take this gift of Christmas and be like the shepherds? When they first saw Jesus, they didn't just keep it to themselves. They went and shared the good news with others. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful gift that you give us, this gift of Jesus who gives us not just peace, hope, joy and love, but gives us the gift of eternal life through giving up his own life, through coming down to earth for us. Heavenly Father, pour down your Holy Spirit on us. When life is difficult, 
Remind us that you're still loving us, that you're still with us. When life is joyous, help us to celebrate the life, remembering that you have given us this life to celebrate. Loving Father, thank you for making it possible for us to be part of your family, both on earth and in heaven. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.